From deep inside the vaults of the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, here is Tom Holmes, your curator and guide to vintage electronic music and audio experimentation. This episode, listening to Malcolm Cecil and Tonto. Tonto, incidentally, is the original new timbre orchestra, the original because it's the first. New timbre means new tone colors, and that's what the instrument produced. And orchestra, because it was more than one synthesizer. What music could we make with that? What chords will that make? It's going to create a whole new music nobody's ever heard before. That was Malcolm Cecil. He was interviewed in 2018 by the National Music Center of Canada when they added his massive custom modular synthesizer setup to their permanent collection. Cecil died on March 28th. In this episode, we will listen to a sampling of his own music, plus the music of others for whom he engineered, produced, and performed. Malcolm Cecil and Robert Margoleff met at Media Sound in New York, where they worked on music for film and television. They befriended Bob Moog in 1969 and worked with Moog distributor Walter Sear to acquire their first Moog components. Somewhere between Lothar and the Hand People and making film music, they produced the first record of their own, a Moog Mass. This was a concept album based around a 13th century Catholic hymn to the Virgin Mary. The recording was remarkable for its voice synthesis techniques. Not using a vocoder, the duo processed voice through the ingenious application of the synthesizer's fixed filter bank modules, envelope followers, and voltage-controlled amplifiers to create the eerie robotic sound. Wendy Carlos, whose famous synthesized vocalizations would appear on the soundtrack to A Clockwork Orange in December of 1971, was working on this technique around the same time. Originally designed and constructed with fellow producer Robert Margoleff, Cecil assumed sole responsibility for Tonto in 1975. It is essentially an interconnected set of analog components, including modular racks for Moog, Surge, ARP, and Oberheim components, plus two complete ARP Odyssey synthesizers. The challenges were many, the engineering trickery extreme. Cecil, once again. The problems that we had were that the instruments at the time were all unique and all different. Moog had a certain instrument way of sounding, and then the ARP came out, and that had a different sound. Uh, and then Tom Oberheim started building expander modules, and they had different sounds. And with the synthesizers, particularly the different sounds, I wanted an orchestra that comprised of all different sounds. So I wouldn't endorse any one of the manufacturers, which none of them liked. 
Being an engineer, Cecil often thought of new components to enhance the existing modules and make them work better together. Drawing upon his contacts with Moog, Arp, Serge, and Tom Oberheim to get them manufactured. And of course, there was the toy helicopter joystick that Cecil created to keep the oscillators in tune and bend the sounds. A marvelous tweak for anyone who felt inspired to make fluid, melodic synth music. Cecil, once again. One of the things I invented was this joystick controller, which is now uh, a sort of facsimile of it is on at many, many different synthesizers, but they didn't implement it the way I do. See, this is for... And if I go this way, I can simulate touch sensitivity so I can go... Okay? So bend the sounds and something you can create things that are not keyboard. And that was what was one of the first things. This has been incorporated or in some form or another on almost every modern synthesizer, even many synthesizers. Margolif and Cecil housed the equipment in a set of nine matching wood cabinets, arranged in a circle with enough space for one or two musicians to reach all of the essential components while standing in the middle. Here is Malcolm again, recalling the work of John Storick, who was the designer of the space at Electric Lady Studios in New York. You can't play an instrument that's nine feet long sitting down. You would need some sort of wheels on the chair that doesn't sort of work. So we decided it was going to be a stand-up instrument. And uh, John said, well, you know, we should make it like the inside of a dome. And we should have the panels curved. And he actually measured my arms and he said, you shouldn't be more than one step away from anywhere in the instrument. Over time, Tonto evolved, adding up to three or four keyboards to control its oscillators, filters, and sequencers. Whereas it was considered state-of-the-art in the 1970s, it is now a charming analog artifact in a world that is enamored with computer music. Tonto has been well-traveled over the years. The early configuration, mostly combining Moog Modular and ARP Odyssey systems, was in New York City at Electric Lady Studios. That's where Cecil and Margolif began their collaboration with Stevie Wonder on Music of My Mind. When Wonder moved to L.A., so did Margolif, Cecil, and Tonto, taking up residence in the record plant where their relationship with Wonder blossomed. Taking notice of the string of hits produced with Wonder, many other rock, soul, and jazz artists began working with the duo as producers, engineers, and musicians. By the end of that decade, Cecil and Tonto were in high demand, but during the 1980s, analog synths gave way to digital synths that were easier to play and control, and many lost interest in Tonto. During the intervening years since the 1980s, Tonto has resided at Cecil's Point Dume studio on the California coast. It was on loan for a time at Mark Mothersbaugh's studio on Sunset Boulevard, where it was an analog curiosity that was used by such artists as Nine Inch Nails and for various soundtracks. Then, Tonto found its way to Cecil's home in rural New York before he arranged for it to be acquired by the National Music Center of Canada. What did Tonto sound like? Fortunately, there is a lot of recorded evidence. As you might expect, it is known for the ease with which it could create variable sequences, 
rumbling, bubbling backdrops, and some distinctive solos, particularly using the ARP sound and the joystick controller. It was all monophonic, so the deep layers of sound that were created were more a matter of playing various parts of Tonto simultaneously. This is where Cecil's engineering magic with the instrument came into play. Most of Malcolm Cecil's credits are for engineering, producing, and playing on the recordings of others. Cecil has 187 production and technical credits to his name on a wide variety of musical albums. However, he and Margalef released three albums of their own music, and Cecil had a lovely solo album in 1981. I didn't know Malcolm Cecil personally, but by all accounts, he was more than an engineer and technician. He was a spiritual musician who instinctively knew how to work with other artists. He had patience, took refuge in the Chinese moving meditation called Tai Chi, and designed Tanto as the kind of creative environment in which a musician could find freedom. In my personal copy of his 1981 album, Radiance, there is a press release that appears to have been provided by Cecil himself. In addition to including a photocopy of a favorable press clipping and a phone number for contacting his studio, there is a little quotation set aside and placed in a box. I think it best captures what he was all about. It says, quote, to be a true synthesist, you have to go to a place of silence inside yourself to first create or sense a sound there, and then bring it into the world of our senses." Unquote. We are going to listen to more than 20 tracks. The playlist for this episode includes the details for each recording. Before we start, however, let me provide a quick rundown of the artists in order. I selected tracks from the archives that make particularly brilliant use of Cecil's talents with Tonto, which he often programmed for others to play. In each case, the synth plays an important role in the song. Beginning with a recording from 1970, we'll hear a selection from Cecil and Margolov themselves under the collective name of Caldera. This was before the invention of Tonto and is all Moog as far as the synthesizer goes. Listen for the voice synthesis. The spoken voice is actually Malcolm Cecil. Then we will hear some selections from the group they called Tonto's Expanding Headband in 1971, an album recorded at Media Sound in New York. Then from 1972, we will hear a track from the very folky Stephen Stills and some examples from Stevie Wonder's album of early synthesis, Music of My Mind. Then from 1974, keyboardist Pat Rebelo and a track from the second album by Tonto's Expanding Headband, now simply called Tonto. We'll hear some examples of soul funk from Mandrill and the group Stair Steps featuring Billy Preston on Tonto. Quincy Jones also had a fling with Tonto and we'll hear a couple of examples from him. Then we have guitarist Steve Hillage from 1977 and the great Gil Scott Heron from the album 1980 that he did with Brian Jackson. Finally, we'll hear some tracks from Cecil's solo album Radiance in 1981. Okay. Let's listen to these gems from the archives, featuring music played, produced, or engineered by Malcolm Cecil with Tonto. Share with me the pain of your son, deemed worthy to suffer for me. 
make me piously weep with you and suffer with you for his crucifixion until I have finished with living. I want to stand with you next to the cross and be your companion in mourning.
Keep on running 
Bring up the right station Shining through the layers of static in your brain You always know it when you're tuned into the good one It's pure and clean So when the media barons program their pollution Your new transmissions will just neutralize their race I see it's radiating with the radio of freedom And linking up our hearts and minds again They're listening to the radio Information stops the flow
got a 20 and me and him was doing fine But I still didn't get to sleep at all when I got back to my room Cause in all the confusion and everything I forgot the words of my tune Had myself sugar record Everybody got uptight and that happened sometimes Early this morning was that sometime late last night I'm going home Been out on the road one day too long
Thanks for listening to Malcolm Cecil in this episode of the podcast. For a complete playlist for this episode, please see the website of this podcast. If you would like to know more about the history of electronic music, please read my book, Electronic and Experimental Music, 6th edition, published by Routledge. There is a section all about Tonto in my book. All of the music heard in this podcast, unless otherwise indicated, is brought to you from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, a curated collection of vintage recordings. For a complete playlist, go to theholmesarchive.podbean.com. All crackles, surface noise, and other imperfections heard in this podcast are purely intentional. All intro, outro, and other incidental music is by Tom Holmes, unless otherwise noted in the playlist. For notes about this episode, please see the blog Noise and Notations at TomHolmes.com. So long from deep inside the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music. <laughs>